Today we're going to talk about a critical question. What is it that every man needs in his life? We're going to give you one definitive answer at the end of our session. So join us now for the Noble Man Podcast. Hey guys, Mike Young with Noble Warriors here, and we're relaunching the Noble Man Podcast talking about mentorship. You know, this this whole first half of the year in our ministry we are focusing on this idea of intergenerational mentorship. And here's here's the cool aspect of this. Almost every church that I go to or that I have interaction with, someone there says, hey, Mike, can you help us connect with younger guys? Because just to be quite honest with you, most of the guys who are doing men's ministry, who are really dialed in and plugged into the idea of being part of some sort of men's discipleship are older guys. And they're looking around and they're saying, hey, most of these guys look like me, but I see other guys out there maybe that go to our church or in our community or in in their sphere of engagement and influence that are not part of what's going on with their men's ministry or their men's discipleship strategy. And they're, they're constantly asking, how do we connect with those guys? And so the right answer to that is you have to be intentional and strategic about that. And so what we're talking about is this idea of mentoring. And I want to start with answering the question of what is a mentor? Where, where do we come up with a definition? What's the big idea here? And it, it finds its origin in the story of the Odyssey, a, a classic work of literature where a father leaves his son. He's going off to, to deal with some conquests and some battles on an epic adventure, but he leaves his son in the care of another man whose name is Mentor. And that's where we get the word mentor. He leaves his son in the care of another man who's going to help him navigate some of the challenges that he's certain to encounter. And so we get this idea of mentoring. It's when it's when a seasoned man, an older man, a man with some wisdom, a man with some experience, a man maybe with some some scars in his life, but he has some wisdom, some encouragement to share with a younger man to help him on his journey. And so that's really the big idea of mentoring is that someone who has wisdom, experience, discernment about a particular issue is able to share what he has, what he's learned, what's what he's uh, discovered with someone who doesn't know those things. So this this really begs the question, is mentoring ever about age? Are there situations where a younger man could mentor an older man? And the truth of that is absolutely. There are plenty of scenarios where a younger man may know something, may have learned something that he is has an opportunity to share with an older man who doesn't know about that. Just think about technology issues. How many of you out there listening to this have needed help with someone who we call a digital native, a younger person who's grown up with screens and IT and technology their entire lives, and, and they are the ones that can help you figure out how to do some tech things. And and so somewhat sometimes you're intimidated by that, and that gives you a feel for the difficulty with the whole mentoring thing, because when we don't know something, we feel like we are inadequate. We feel like we're missing something. We we know there's a hole in our understanding, our wisdom. And so we're looking for somebody to help us with that. Well, uh, so a younger man can mentor an older guy, but here's what I want you to, to see. And that is in most cases, there are younger guys who are looking for some wisdom from older guys about how do I do life well? How do I 
how do I carry myself? How do I do well in life? How do I do well in business? How do I do well financially? How do I do well as a husband? How do I do well as a father? How do I do well as a follower of Jesus? There, there are guys who are looking for answers to those questions, and some of you seasoned men out there have wisdom that you could share with some younger guys. And so we want to help that happen. Now, some sometimes folks will say, well, Mike, what's the difference between mentorship and discipleship. Mentoring is a larger category. It's a broader category that can encompass career and um, things like finances or how do you how do you launch an organization? How do you lead a company? How do you manage personnel? How do you how do you do all of these other things that may or may not be spiritual? I would say that that's the mentoring or mentorship is the larger umbrella. And under that is a smaller umbrella that that shares many of those characteristics, but it's called discipleship. And that's where our mentoring specifically turns to spiritual matters. Now, here's the deal. If you are a follower of Jesus Christ, then all of the mentoring that you do in every aspect, every time you're talking to someone, maybe it's a, maybe it's a younger guy at work. Maybe it's a, a guy in the community. Maybe it's someone that you're encouraging as you're coaching him how to throw a fastball or a curveball. Anytime you're teaching someone something else, even if that is not in a definitively spiritual context, you should do that with the mindset of how do I help them grow spiritually as I'm teaching this? Or how can I create an opportunity to share the gospel or to be a spiritual encourager even as I'm teaching someone this secular task or secular skill? So mentoring is the big umbrella that encompasses any effort that we might make to teach skills or wisdom to other people. Discipleship is a smaller subset of that that specifically focuses on spiritual development. And so they are not exclusive, but uh, we just need to be aware of that. Now, so it, it, here's the deal. What, what's the goal behind all of this? And I've just kind of unpacked that a little bit, but it really is a transfer of knowledge. And I, and I want you to understand that this this is often a two-way street. It really should be a two-way street because if you go into a situation like this as a seasoned man saying, I've got wisdom that this other guy needs and he can't teach me anything, then you're missing the point. What, what I find so often is that everyone benefits when this is done well. And so if you are a seasoned guy who would like to invest in some younger men, you need to go in that with with an idea that I have something I am willing and and glad to share with someone else, but I'm also I'm going to take the posture of a learner, someone who can learn from a younger guy, someone who can begin to see life differently because I got to tell you guys, the way you share your wisdom, your information, your insights will be uh, maybe nuanced by what you learn from a younger guy about what his needs really are. You may be answering one question and he said, well, that's that's great, but what about this? I need to know about this particular thing. You may be talking about marriage and, and this guy understands, well, I, what I really, what we're struggling with in marriage is a perspective on intimacy. And I just, I'm 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 lost. I'm not doing this well. And so you may be answering one type of question and find that you need to to pivot just a little bit and answer it differently. And so when you are mentoring or discipling, you want to go in not as a guru or someone who has all the answers, but someone who is 
on a journey as a pilgrim, willing to learn and grow, seeking to hear from God about how you're growing as you're engaging with a younger guy and you're investing in him. Another aspect of this that a lot of people ask me about, well, we just want to see the generations come together and see these wonderful engagements between older guys and younger guys. And so we, we're not interested in a formal program. Well, that's a wonderful goal, but here is the point. You are unlikely to see the organic happen without creating the formal space in which the organic can begin to flourish. And so I'm telling churches, someone in your church needs to be thinking about strategically, how do we create the environment where the generations can come together and we can formally invest in some relationship development that may result in organic engagement down the road. We want to put the generations together having real conversations about real issues in real life and give them some tools to do that so that those relationships can produce the fruit of organic conversations and organic engagements that get into deeper places. You often, in situations like this, have to have a formal plan, a formal strategy to get to the beauty of informal moments. And guys, I will tell you, if if you will live with that mindset that I want to invest in other folks, then sometimes you'll have one conversation with a guy where you say, hey, what's heavy in your life right now? What can I help you with? And you may become a mentor in his life for one conversation. But you have to have that mindset and you have to be thinking about, God, how can you use me to invest in this guy's life right now? Or what can I learn from this guy? If you're the, if you're the younger guy, you may have a conversation that you, you begin to ask a guy questions and you get some insights and some wisdom from him that you didn't expect because you come to a conversation or a moment with a posture of, I want to learn, I want to grow, and I'm ready for this. So that's how we can see both informal and formal mentoring and discipleship take place. You know, I don't think there is an ideal environment. There there are lots of folks that say, hey, guys, only interact when they're doing something like sports or or serving together, working together. That's the only time we can get guys to come together. And, and certainly guys come together there, but I can tell you that just because guys are coming together doesn't mean they're coming together and having heavy conversations about real issues. And so just because you get guys to go to a softball game together or play on a softball team or or go to a, a football game together or build a handicap ramp or whatever it is that you do to get guys together doesn't mean that they're going to have real conversations. And so you have to build in the mechanisms to help guys move from um, just surface-level stuff to deeper stuff. And so that can happen in any environment. It just doesn't happen without intentionality. It can happen at a coffee shop. It can happen at a steakhouse. It can happen around a fire pit, in a a basement conversation, as you're driving in a car together to some event. But you have to be intentional about having real conversations and not just whiling the time away talking about things that don't matter. We have a tendency in many of our conversations to major on things that don't matter. So is there a need for mentorship in the church? I would say absolutely. That's the, that's the big deal. I can tell you that men are floundering, young men are floundering, marriages are floundering, fathers are struggling, and they're hungry for some, some insight, some wisdom, some help from someone who's been there before. And so you may be the guy who's been there before. You may be the guy who's just listen to this and saying, Mike, you are speaking to me. I feel like I'm failing in all of these areas. Well, we want to help you 
find some guys that can help you answer some of those questions. Because you can look up a bunch of stuff about how to be a good husband, how to be a good father. You can watch that on YouTube. You can you can listen to it in a podcast. But what I'm really pushing for is for you to engage another human being who can share wisdom with you and encouragement and give you some insights based on their personal experience and what they've learned along the way. So who should be a mentor? Well, you should be a mentor. You should be investing in some other men. I don't care if you're 14. If you're 14, invest in an 11-year-old. If you're 24, invest in an 18-year-old. Listen, if you're 84, invest in a 60-year-old. It doesn't make any difference. Have a posture that says, I am going to invest my life and the things that I've learned in someone who can learn from my experiences. Now, many of you are thinking, hey, I've made so many mistakes. I've done so many wrong things. I've been so broken at times in my life that I can't be used like this because I have nothing of value to say. Well, that's just foolish because it's the mistakes that you've made and the lessons learned from those mistakes sometimes that help you become more and more valuable to the other guys because God redeems those moments, those times, those situations. If you allow God to redeem those things, then you have a story to tell about God's redemption. So all of a sudden, your help, your wisdom that you share with another guy has not only um, wisdom to it, but it has redemptive purpose. And so we want to help you understand that God can use all of that. He can use your life experience, your your experience as a son, as a husband, as a father, as a brother, uh, as a business owner, as a as a manager. God can use all of those things in your life to help someone else who's who's asking some of the same questions that you have at some point in your life. So here's the deal. I'm going to tell you the one thing that every man wants and every man needs, and that is some wise men in his life. We all stand at a crossroads from time to time when we recognize, I have no idea what to do next because I'm overwhelmed, I'm broken, I'm, I'm at the wit's end of what to do, and we need some wisdom. We need some wise guys. And so you may say, well, what I really need is a new pickup truck or a bass boat, or I need some more money, or I need a new job. Well, I will encourage you to, to recalibrate and say what I need is some wisdom. And, and let me tell you something, guys. The right wisdom comes from men who are going to point you to Jesus Christ. They're going to remind you over and over again that God has a plan for your life, and he's working in every situation. He can redeem every moment. He has not brought you here without purpose to wherever you are. He's teaching you a lesson. You need someone sometimes to sit back and take a different view and ask you to lift your head up and look around and see what is God doing in the midst of this, and how is he teaching me and training me in this moment for his purpose? How is, me, how is he conforming me to the image of his son so that I might be or become a better husband, a better father, a better captain of the soccer team, a better leader of worship in my church, a better coach of a baseball team? He is constantly at work in your life. And sometimes, sometimes you need someone else with some wisdom who's walked down some different paths to be able to see with that perspective and invite you to begin to look at life that way, to pray with you and encourage you and give you wisdom and discernment there. So that's that's the thing everybody's looking for. Everybody's looking for some wise guys who can help them navigate life. As a matter of fact, one of my, one of my favorite stories about discipleship and mentorship is the story of Moses and Jethro. I'm not going to dig into that too much here, but Jethro was Moses' father-in-law. He came and observed Moses 
just overwhelmed by the work that he was doing, trying to decide all of these arguments among the children of Israel. Jethro said, what in the world are you doing? Moses explained it to him. And then I love this. Moses' father-in-law, Jethro, said to him, what you're doing is not good. You and the people with you will certainly wear yourselves out for the thing is too heavy for you. You are not able to do it alone. Now, there have been times in my life when I've needed someone with wisdom, someone whom I respected, someone who I know cared for me to come along beside me and and just really get in my grill and say, what you're doing is not good. And you're going to wear yourself out. You're going to hurt your family. You're going to hurt yourself physically, emotionally, spiritually. Let's take a different look at this and let's find a different pathway. Guys, that's what a mentor does. That's what a wise man who's already following Jesus will do in your life. And we all need those guys. So don't forget, you need those guys in your life, but you could be that man in the life of someone else. So stick with us in the coming weeks. We're going to continue to talk about mentorship as we relaunch the Nobleman Podcast. We want you to come with us and be part of this journey and learn how to be a mentor who invests in other men, but also to have this posture of a willingness to learn and someone who's being conformed to the image of Christ. So we look forward to catching up with you next time. We'll keep talking about mentoring. God bless you. Thanks for joining us for this week's episode of The Noble Man. Check out more information about mentoring on our website at noblewarriors.org slash mentoring.